Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. And welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me in the hot seat is my special guest, Scott K. Harris. And here is a bit about Scott. So Scott is definitely a wild card, y'all. And you're going to find out why. He is a well-known skydiver, veteran, businessman, and motivational speaker. Scott's interactive keynote presentations and workshops are what make him popular with his audience. He uses his personal journey to create an exceptional storytelling experience for his audience. He utilizes the skills he has learned from his multi-faceted life experience to help entrepreneurs, managers, leaders, and young people face their inner fear that holds them back. Scott shows how to embrace challenges to improve performance and find joy in self-improvement. He is also the author of Leap Forward, which we're going to hold up that book um, later on in the segment. So, Scott, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here, Scott. And before we dive into our subject, which is overcoming challenges with joy, I definitely want to give the audience a chance to get to know you on a personal level so they know the personal side a little bit as well as, you know, the meat and potatoes. And I like to do that by one or two ways. And I'm sure if you're a listener already, you know what's next. So we could do an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Um, either one. I'm pretty game for anything. Okay. Well, let's do rapid fire with Scott and Genesis. So question number one, name something crazy that you have done in your life. I parachuted into Elizabeth Taylor's wedding <clears throat> at Michael Jackson's estate, uh, Neverland in, uh, oh, when was that? Would have been about 93, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. What was the motivation behind that? Well, I had a buddy work for ABC and there was basically a news blackout. They arrogantly were trying to shut down the air space and not let anybody in, but one photographer from People Magazine. Of course, human nature being what it is, you tell you tell the news media they can't have something and it's a frenzy. Uh, and uh, my friend got a hold of me and said, basically, nobody can get in with camera. Uh, the pictures would be worth real money. So it was uh, motive. I was motivated by financial gain, not uh, not just to do something crazy, but jumping through a circle of twenty two helicopters uh, to get onto the estate was a little crazy question number two favorite food that's a toss-up between salmon and pizza <laughs> question number three if you could hop in a time machine and give your younger self a piece of advice what would it be hold on tight it's going to be a hell of a ride <laughs> Question four, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Damn, 
That's a t- that's really kind of a tough question. Um, I just like to be able to 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 keep going and to you know accomplish all the things I have on my plate now. <laughs> question five: You just won the lottery, and here's the kicker: You have to donate to three charities of your choice before the rest of your funds are released. So, what charities are you contributing to? Micro Works makes it to the top of my list. Um, I would have to do some some other research. Uh, I would like to donate towards educational uh, causes and I would have to think about it really. I'd have to check out what other areas that would help uh, young people get ahead uh, in this changing educational environment and challenging. I'd have to you know look at it Six, if you can trade places with anyone, who would it be? Nobody. I'm so happy with my life. It's, I can't imagine being or doing anything else. Seven, dream car or dream home? Dream home. Okay. What would your dream home look like? Uh, It'd be a, it'd be a, on the, on the ocean. Uh, and isolated and uh it really wouldn't be very big i it'd be probably in a in a warmer climate than the one i'm in now in oregon eight you just want an all expense paid getaway anywhere you want to go money is no option here's the kicker you just found out they're not flying back to your home base for some time. Not sure how much time. So where are you headed? Tahiti. Hmm. Nine. Are you a coffee or tea drinker or neither? Both. Mostly coffee. And 10. It's our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our rules are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? Play. Okie dokie. If you can have dinner or lunch with any person, past or present, who would it be? Ben Franklin amazing and thank you for playing rapid fire with genesis audience hope you got to learn a little bit more about scott harris we are diving into overcoming challenges with joy so scott why is this your jam and in order for us to understand how you have overcame challenges we need to know a little bit about your backstory outside of what was read on your bio sure well when I was a kid uh, and up through high school age, I was kind of a misanthrope. I didn't feel like I fit in at all. And I didn't, I didn't do well in school. Uh, I found school to be boring and, and it just didn't apply. I read a lot, but I didn't do anything in school. I was terrible at it. So when I was uh, in my senior year of high school, <clears throat> I knew I wasn't going to go to college and, uh, and the whole, you know, future was kind of frightening because I just didn't know what to do. I didn't know where I could fit in. So my, my non-plan was to join the army. And as it turned out, that was the best thing I ever, 
ever could have done for myself. I, uh, I learned a lot about myself while I was in the service. And while there, I took up skydiving uh, as a sport. And skydiving taught me that what I really need in life is a challenge. Uh, my parents set examples for me of always trying to do better and accomplish more, but it was, you know, it was when I faced that challenge of skydiving and learning to become a better skydiver that I learned that how much I thrive on a challenge and how energizing that can be and fulfilling. Uh, and it's really about striving it's about moving into that challenge and embracing it it's not about accomplishing any particular goal there's no end you know there's no end goal in life it's a process it's a journey and if you embrace the challenges that come in front of you it's a joyful journey it really is that's where i learned to find my greatest joy in life is to constantly be looking for new challenges and new ways to improve myself and that's become the the drumbeat of my whole life i constantly and even now i'm looking for new challenges and you know new things to learn and new ways to improve myself both in my personal and professional life Mm. And I like how you said, even though you were a, mi a misfit or you didn't really fit into high school and you didn't really get good grades, you went the military route, which was the route where some people either flourish in the military or they feel like it's not for them because the military will break you down and build you back up. So you found your foundation. And from that, it led you to skydiving, where there's a lot of principles that need to be taken into consideration. When you skydive, there's adrenaline rush and et cetera. And you have to know, OK, at what feet do I need to pull the parachute? How do I need to kind of steer myself and glide through the sky and other things? I'm not a professional skydiver. I would like to try it, but I tell people I went indoor skydiving with iFly first just to kind of test it out which is totally different from someone from your experience. It's not totally different. I actually compete in a, uh, uh, indoor skydiving, uh, four-way competition. I, that's, that's what I do in the winter time for the most part. But, uh, when we don't jump much here in, in Oregon in the winter. So I go in the tunnel with my friends and it certainly beats the shit out of bowling on Thursday nights. <laughs> And I mean, like, so do you feel like just going the military route really helped you with that personal and professional character development? It did. It was the best thing for me. After I got out of the army, I mean, I didn't have any, you know, I had a great time in the service because I learned so much about myself and I learned independence and, you know, and, and how to thrive on responsibility and doing better. But when my time was up, my time was up. I had no desire to reenlist. It wasn't the lifestyle I wanted. Uh, when I got out of the service, I went to college. I ended up getting three degrees over, over time. Um, and I liked education. And it was, it's interesting because I went, I went to school when I got out of the service and it was a completely different experience. And it wasn't that the educational system was any different. 
going to college is a little different than high school, but not really much. The, the, the flawed system is still flawed, but I was different. I was there with a purpose. Uh, it was, you know, I, I had a journeyman attitude about going to school and I actually found it to be really fun. I could have gone to school forever, except I couldn't really make a living at that. <laughs> so um, when you went to college, you mentioned getting three degrees. What um, are your degrees in thought? <coughs> well, my first degree is in chemistry. Ah. My father was an orthodontist <clears throat> and I couldn't come up with a better plan. I just knew I wanted to go to school. So I majored in chemistry thinking I would eventually go to dental school, but I really hated the idea. I just couldn't come up with a better plan. So I did that for a couple of years and then I, uh, <clears throat> I switched over and got a degree in engineering. I was actually an engineering officer in the merchant Marine, uh, building, designing and operating large ships all over the world and in shipyards and stuff like that, which I really liked. I eventually shuttled over to uh, power plants uh, and water treatment plants. I decided I didn't want to spend the rest of my life on a boat in the middle of the ocean. As, uh, as much as I enjoyed the work, it didn't leave time for much of a family life or anything else, interaction with other people. Um, so I ended up getting a, a, a degree in business administration thinking that would get me into, you know, administration within the engineering consulting firms that I worked for. But my entrepreneurial spirit kind of kicked in and I just decided I couldn't work for somebody else anymore. And I stopped and went into business for myself at that time. And although my, edu you know, all of my education is part of who I am and I use my experience and everything that I do, I'm not really working in my field, so to speak. Okay, that's fair enough. And I like the versatility in your background. And then also the fact that you were mission led and purpose driven. And the reason why I say mission led, because you know, you knew that there was a path forward. And then purpose-led was you were going with your gut instinct and what made Scott Harris, Scott Harris, and not what anyone else wanted you to do. So while you were going through the transition as well as the transformation, what challenge or aha moment made you really realize that Scott cannot work for somebody else? Scott needs to be in business for himself. Well, I... I had multiple experiences as a consulting engineer uh, working for companies where I was well-respected and promoted early, but I, uh, I would be, there'd be other people working at the same level, making the same money, doing half the work. And I found that really frustrating. What finally happened to me was I had reached the point where I was the highest paid field engineer in uh, a big consulting firm that I worked for in my early 30s. The only promotion left to me would have been to be a project manager, and that was at least 20 years away. Nobody's trusting a 30-year-old with a multi-million dollar project for obvious reasons, and I don't, you know, looking back, I they're not necessarily wrong, but I couldn't live with that. 
I just couldn't. So I moved on and, and, and started my own company and, and got into construction, but, uh, and, and it was fine and it was all, you know, great and thrilling for me, but, and I'd put myself through college running my own business. I ran a parachute center, uh, where I taught people to skydive and, you know, other people jumped and stuff like that. And I flew and, all the different aspects of running a, a recreational business like that. Um, but I, it just pulled me back and I've never been sorry about that. I like being in business for myself. Most people aren't really cut out for it because if you're self-employed, that means you work 24 seven. And a lot of people don't really understand that they look at somebody who's self-employed and they think, Oh, well, yeah, that's great. You call the own, your own shots. Well, not really. You're, clients call all the shots you have to be there for you know when people need you and you can't say no you know if if the phone rings you get up from the table and talk to somebody you don't you don't let it pass off till the next day at nine o'clock in the morning um but i thrive on that i like the responsibility that that means that the buck stops here and whatever is going on i'm going to take care of it not everyone does and that's fine but it's important to know yourself and what you're, you know, what you, what you need out of life um, and not just look at the surface, not make, you can't base your decisions on what you see other people doing and, you know, and what's going on on the surface. You have to really dive into stuff and decide for yourself what you really want out of life. Absolutely. And um, you hit the nail on the head. You can't just stay at the surface level. And I tell people, for all those who like those diamonds and those pressure gems, you don't just find those at the surface. You have to dig deep and drill deep in order to find those diamonds. Kind of like when I was in oil and gas, we have to frack. We have to frack in order to get, you know, the substance out or we have to drill the wells in order to get the substance out. We're not easily going to just pull up and just say, oh yeah, I'm here at this riser. Let me get this oil out. No, you have to really go be below the surface in order to get the products that you need. And I like the fact that you said, don't look at what everyone else is doing, but really focus on what, what you're doing and who you are, because so many times people don't know who they are. So I like to say they fall victim or they become a prey to what other people are projecting onto them and they start to lose their way. And the minute you try to operate someone else's vision or purpose, your own becomes stale and stagnant because you were never created to walk in their shoes, but you were created it to be uniquely you and embrace your authenticity and that brings me to how you leap forward hence your book so I want you to talk about your journey of writing leap forward and why you chose that name and go ahead and hold up the book cover so our audience could see walk us through why you um, created the book cover the way you did and etc well the book cover shows a a guy in a, in a suit, but just a regular guy who's basically falling through the air, leaping forward, you know, horizontally through the air, um, like a skydiver would hurtling towards earth. Um, and the purpose of that is, you know, it's, it's, I think skydiving is a metaphor for <clears throat> releasing all the inner tension or all the, you know, inner holdbacks or negativity that is keeping anyone from 
progressing, from moving forward in life. And it's, and it's interesting. Um, my father practiced transcendental meditation most of his adult life. And I, I've played with it, but honestly, my form of meditation is what I call performance uh, meditation, where I put so much of myself into something that everything else is gone. What meditation tries to teach you is how to focus your all of your your personal resources on one thing to clear your mind of everything else. And I promise you, when your foot leaves the door of an airplane, you're not thinking about your bills. You're not thinking about your, you know, your difficult personal relationships or whether or not you like your job. You're 100% in the moment. And what that taught me and what anything like that, that you really put all of yourself into teaches you is how to focus all of your energy on what's in front of you and not what's behind you or coming at you or what your perceptions are of negativity of whether or not you're good enough or not good enough. Most failure revolves around people thinking they're not good enough and they don't perform as well as they could. And if you stop thinking about all that and just focus on what it is that you need to do, you can accomplish great things. You can, everyone can accomplish more than what they are accomplishing, what they are doing. Everyone can do better. If you're always trying to do better, you will get better. Your life will get better. It may be incremental, but you've got time. You do. And, and it'll all work out. And it's also, it's so much more fun if you're not holding yourself back. Everything you do, if you're trying to do better at work or you're trying to get along with your spouse or have you know better relationships or just to be a better human, if you're not holding yourself back, if you're really striving to go forward and just do better, it's a lot more fun. It's so much more rewarding. Absolutely. I loved everything that you said there because this is what I heard. It's like, don't worry about the past because you can't go back and recreate the past. Be present where you are now because that is what's going to set you up for the future. And then don't worry about fast forward into the future because it may not be what you want it to be, but you do have the moment now so you can seize the moment or some people say carpe diem. Then I learned uh, one thing was progression over perfection because how many of us are striving to be so perfect that we hit that plateau or we hit that burnout because we're never going to be perfect. We are all created to make some type of mistakes or failures, but it's the failures that we learn from and we turn them into successes. So if you realize that things happen to you and not for you, no, things happen to you, but they also happen for you. Then you could leap forward. You could take that leap of faith. You can have, you know, that um, empowerment where you want to step outside of your comfort zone and et cetera. And how many people are right there on the edge of the cliff and they want to take that jump. They want to try something new, but it's those limiting beliefs. It's the doubt. It's the voices in their head, that negative 
that negative ego, that alter ego that's talking to them and trying to talk them out of pursuing their dreams, fulfilling their purpose, and et cetera. But if they would just kind of tune that out, get one with themselves, mind, body, and soul, and really leap forward, then you could see how things start to flourish. Would you say that I hit that on the head or would you add or Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, what I think every time you're faced with a particular challenge or obstacle, I mean, it's, it, it makes sense to research it, to think about it, to, you know, seek counsel about what you should do, but you, you have to, in your own mind, what's really important is to reach a point where you make a final decision about whether or not you're going to move forward and, you know, and take this on and, and tackle this challenge. And once when you you have to develop the ability in your own mind that once you make the final decision to move forward, you stop all the negativity. You just you erase all the nonsense about why you shouldn't do it or what all the bad things that could happen if it doesn't work and only focus on what's in front of you. That's the only way you're ever going to perform at your highest level. And that's where you'll find your greatest joy because that's where you're going to find your greatest accomplishments. And even if, if it doesn't work out the way you hope or expect, that's okay. It's a tremendous learning experience and you will move forward from that. Failure isn't, you know, failure is part of success. You, if you talk to anyone who's successful at anything, there was a bumpy road to get there. It didn't just happen. It didn't just unfold in front of them. And I always encourage people, don't be afraid to challenge the status quo. And if you think about all the people that are successful that may be on social media, don't think that they got there overnight. They went through challenges just like we, they hit those bumps and bruises. If you think about Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Warren Buffett, and et cetera, they had to fail so many times before they hit that period of success. And then once they were going down their success journey, they realized that they didn't have it all by themselves. So they began to build partnerships with other people and they brought them in. So they partnered their zone of genius with someone else's zone of genius. And now you see the success that they happened. So Always be mindful of that. We weren't created to do life by ourselves. We were created to do life together. But just because you're doing life together does not mean that you need to diminish your light, your goals, your values, and et cetera, to lift up someone else. You can both rise up together if you stay true to yourself. And Scott, as, (laughs) as we jump into our call to action for this segment, What do you want the audience to gravitate to based on what your experiences have been or with with your book? Well, it's important to understand and embrace the concept that life is a never-ending journey of self-improvement. You're never, and it's, there's no end goal. It's the journey. It's the striving. It's the trying to get better at whatever it just being a better person being a better cook it doesn't matter as long as you're always trying to be better than you were before that's the best part of the journey that's where you will be 
find the most personal satisfaction. And Scott, how can they connect with you via your website and where can they purchase your book? My website is scottkharris.com where you can find out about my books and, you know, whatever I'm doing and the things that I've done. And there's a bunch of videos and stuff on there. My book is available on Amazon. It's also available as an audio book that I recorded uh, because I've enjoyed books that have been read by authors. I think the, the author, only the author can really impart the true emotion to the words that they put on paper. Uh, an actor can't read the author's mind. He just can't do it. Some of them are great, but it's a different interpretation. Uh, so that's also available on Amazon and Audible. And Scott, are you on any social media platforms? Facebook, LinkedIn. I don't. I, I'm on Twitter, but I don't do a lot there, to be honest. And no Instagram. <laughs> Uh, I'm on Instagram. I am. Uh, but once again, I don't massage that as much as Facebook. I realize that Facebook is a it's it's more populated by us old folks, but uh, that's where I put more energy into. It seems it feels more interactive to me. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. You just heard Scott K. Harris. All of his contact information will be in the show notes. Make sure you read, scroll down, and tap in with him. Go grab a copy up of Leap Forward on Amazon. And for those of you who aren't, you know, readers, you could pop in those AirPods and listen to his book. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms and you can see all things video content over on our YouTube channel, which is at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for tuning in on a regular basis to support the guests that I bring on the platform. Because of you, we are now ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com, which brings me the big ask. I am looking for brand sponsors. Space is limited, but you can find out more information by going to genesisamarskemp.net or sending me an email at genesisamarskemp at gmail.com. Until we speak next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. You got this. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services could be here on GEMS Podcasts.